Hey everybody, this is Della Ren. You're listening to Spirituality Unpacked, the show where we understand ourselves and each other better by getting out of our heads and freeing ourselves to live lives we love. Hey folks, it's Della. Welcome to, welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. Happy Thursday. Are you doing well? I hope so. I hope you've had a good week. September 1st already. Happy September to everybody. I hope you are enjoying the last little bits of summer and what seems to be the beginning of fall. At least here in the Northern Hemisphere. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, I guess you're getting ready for a big old hot summer. So enjoy that as well. All right. So this thing, I posted a quote that actually came out of my book. It came out of me as I was writing it. And I, I memed it. It was meme worthy for me. So I said, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is learn to find your internal well-being and unhook it from everything and anything that's going on around you. What the hey-ho does that mean? So let's talk about it. Your well-being, your ability to be okay within yourself is an internal process that has nothing to do with what is or is not going on around you. Has nothing to do with that. So that means that there can be problems and you're not worried about those problems. You're not in doubt and fear and worry. You don't do those things anymore. Life can be happening and you can still allow yourself to be okay. Now, let's be really, really clear here because this does not mean that we can't have compassion and empathy. Compassion and empathy, though, do not require you to upset your own internal well-being in order to help other people. You can maintain your internal well-being while still being compassionate and empathetic towards others. Okay? Most people when we talk when I say this kind of stuff, people go, but that means I don't care and that means I'm ignoring and that means I'm not paying attention to and that means and and I have to live in a bubble and I have to withdraw and I have to all these things. No. When things are going on in the world and there's a ton of crap going on in the world. And when that stuff is happening, when you see natural disasters, when you see things going on, do you let that upset your own internal balance? And if you do, why? And you say, because I care about other people. I care about these, these causes. I care about these things. But the problem is, you become the stuck tow truck. This is an analogy that I've used before. If you're stuck in the mud as a car, if the tow truck drives into the mud and gets stuck too, it's no help to you. It can't do anything from that position. 
It needs to remain on the side of the mud in order to help you. It needs to not be stuck. When you say, I need to jump into the pain that other people are experiencing in order to help them, you become the stuck tow truck. Your job is not to jump in to the pain that other people are experiencing. Your job is to stay on the side and be compassionate and empathetic from there. You can have all of the compassion in the world and still maintain your own internal balance. You can be the most kind, generous spirit on the planet and still be able to maintain your own internal balance. That is what we're talking about. It is the ability to be okay within yourself at all times. Most people make their internal balance based on what's happening because when there are problems, they get out of balance. They immediately move to fear, worry, and doubt. They immediately move to stress. They immediately move to problems. Your ability to be okay is, should not be based on whether or not there are problems because you know what? There are always going to be problems. It doesn't really matter how good your life looks or appears to be. There are going to be problems. Even the people that you think are the happiest in the world still have problems. But what they're not doing is being obsessed with them. What they are not doing is stressing all the time. What they are not doing is worrying constantly. They don't live in that space. They don't do that. They've unhooked their well-being from all of the things that are going on around them, so they allow themselves to be okay. I had to learn to do this. This was something that I had to figure out how to manage and how to do. I was fully and totally attached to every tidy little thing that was going on around me. And I got to go through the experience of sitting on my hands and not fixing anything. I got to go through the experience of feeling the fear, worry, doubt, stress, and letting things happen. I had to do that. And the reason I fixed things was because I had a people-pleasing problem going on, right? I, I needed things to be a certain way. I needed people to be happy. And so anytime anybody was upset, it was my job to fix it, whatever the, it was. So I had to learn. I had to learn how to not do that. I had to learn that it was okay to allow people to be upset. And that meant detaching myself from problems and not fixing things. So guess what? I don't do fear, worry, and doubt anymore. I don't do stress and anxiety. Things just happen. They just roll. It just is. And I'm okay with it because the fear, worry, doubt, stress, anxiety are all arguments. They are the argument with what is. It's you complaining about what is. 
It just is. It's just there. It's just a thing. Just let it be there. You don't have to project yourself into it. You don't have to attach yourself to it. You don't have to bring it to you. And you certainly don't have to pick it up and take it with you. It is not yours. Leave it there. And if the thing happens to be yours, then you only have one choice you need to make. Is there something I can do easily to solve this? Or is this out of my control? If there is a simple solution, I fix it. If it is out of my control, I leave it there. The end. There is no other choice to make. No other choice to make. If I fix it, I fix it. Because I can. Because the solution is obvious. It's easy. There's a hole in the drywall. Okay, I need to fix that. I know what that is. Or it's out of my control. I can't fix it. I can't fix it. There's nothing I can do, right? Maybe it's the same hole in the drywall and maybe you just don't know how or maybe maybe you can't maybe you can't reach it or may, who knows whatever it is. I don't have the stuff or whatever it might be. Right? For whatever reason though, it's not in your control. It's not something you can fix. Okay. Then you leave that hole in the drywall there and you don't worry and you don't stress and you don't complain and you don't argue and you don't anything. You just leave it there. And there are lots of things that happen in our lives that we don't have control over that we have to learn to leave there. And it's really hard to do. But the biggest thing is not actually the problem. The problem isn't really the problem. <laughs> the problem is you've attached yourself to it and you've let it affect your well-being. You've let it affect your ability to be okay. That's why you struggle. The problem is very small in the grand scheme of things. But in your mind, it's become this big hairy deal because you've added all kinds of emotional drama into the story. Because that's human and that's what we do. That's what we get taught to do. It's likely what our parents, caregivers and teachers did. We need to change this. It needs to change. We need to remove worry, fear, doubt and anxiety from the way we live, from our lives. We need to remove those things. They're not helpful to you. Even if there is a problem there, the worry, fear, doubt, and anxiety have never helped you before. They don't give you solutions. It doesn't solve anything. It just makes you feel like crap, period. It makes you feel like crap. That's all it does. But I promise you, worry has never fixed anything for anybody. But yet we do it. And you know why we do it? I call it an emotional habit. It's an emotional, habitual response to things aren't right in my outside world. 
It's a habit. So that even once you logically know there's nothing to worry about, you still feel the worry. Even if you don't have a thought in your head that says, I need to be worried about this, you automatically and naturally worry. So I kept feeling the feelings even after I had gotten control of the thinking, even after I had managed the brain, which doesn't go off on its own on little tangents anymore. It doesn't do that. But even when that was in place, I still kept feeling the feelings because they were a habit and I had to break the habit. That is what it's all about. So then you have to sit there, the worry, the fear, the doubt, the anxiety comes up and then you realize I'm not having a conscious thought. There's nothing to worry about. This is a stupid habit. Okay, it needs to stop. And then you engage the logical brain once again to gain control so that you don't have to do that anymore. That's how you break the habit of worry or fear or doubt or stress or anything. That is how you break the habit. You first check your brain to make sure you're not having any conscious thoughts that would cause you to be worried. And then when the worry is still there, then the next stage is to get control over the emotions so that your brain stops generating them for you. It's all possible. I've done all of it. It all, it all is possible to gain some control. And ultimately what you do is you unhook your well-being from what's going on around you. You unhook. Doesn't mean you don't care. You detach. You get in that helicopter and you get a bird's eye view. Worry does not equal care, gang. I don't care. Worry does not equal care. You can care and not worry. And if you've never done that before, you need to try. Can you care about something or someone and not worry about them? Can you allow them to go on their own journey in their own way? Can you allow them to live their life on their own terms? Can you allow them to have their experience? Do you trust the journey enough to allow them to have it? This is part of the conversation. Because it's not just worrying about bills or worrying about the thing at work or worrying about whatever at home. It's also other people. One of the components, pieces of my work has been to honor the journey, honor the experience as it is, and honor the journey of others as they navigate the pain and the overthinking and the stress and the worry and the doubt and the fear and the anxiety and all the things for themselves. Honoring it without fixing it honoring it without worrying about it for them. 
honoring it without worrying about them. doesn't mean that I walk away. It doesn't mean that I'm not supportive. It doesn't mean that I don't have compassion and empathy. It just means that I don't worry. I don't upset my own internal well-being. I maintain my own balance at all times. Compassion does not require me to jump in the puddle with them. We don't need to have a pity party. Can you maintain your balance while life happens around you and while other people are living their lives and having their experiences? It takes time. This is, this is a process. Believe me when I tell you this is a process. I've worked up to this over a period of months and even years. I worked up to this. Everything that I experienced was based on this root idea of powerlessness that I did not have control. I was not in control of my life. And these are all the chaotic things that happened. But I had within that a ton of worry, doubt, fear, stress, anxiety, all the things, right? Most of that was grounded in people pleasing and needing everybody to be happy. And so therefore trying to fix everything and solve problems for people. That's where all of it was rooted from or rooted in. That's where it came from. So I've spent the majority of my healing journey unhooking myself from all of that. Figuring out how to get control of the brain that was a runaway train, just like it probably is for you. The wild ride that is the brain. While allowing the emotion to be there, it didn't really fix the emotion a whole lot. Really didn't actually touch emotion a whole bunch. As I got control over the brain, a lot of the emotion just sort of went away anyway, because it was all attached to conscious thinking, right? So all of the emotion, any emotion that was attached to conscious thinking sort of disappeared. So then I was left with the emotional habits, right? So now remember, I come from a place where I always assume that you've done the cry it out. At the original point of pain, whatever the pain was, that you did at least some work with that at that point. You, did, you had the grieving process, you've done the cry it out, you've been in that process, you've done that work, right? So we're not denying anything, right? We're, we, I always assume that things are in past tense, that these are old problems, old stuff that you're managing, you're living from old pain. Okay, this isn't trauma that happened yesterday. All right, that's not what we're ever talking about. I'm never talking about trauma that happened yesterday. I'm always talking about old stuff. Okay, always talking about things that are 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years or older. Okay, always. All right. So I got control over the mind. A lot of the emotion went away. Everything that had been consciously mentally generated disappeared 
because I removed all of the stories. I moved immediately to acceptance. I accepted the journey. I accepted, I accepted the what was. I accepted the experiences that had happened. I put away the hammer. I stopped beating myself up. I let myself off the hook. And instantly in that moment, I also let everybody around me off the hook. Anybody that had ever done me wrong, quote unquote, I had let off the hook. I let everybody off the hook. I freed myself. I freed them. I was just that it happened. The end. That's it. That's where I got to. It happened. The end. I'm done with it. It happened. Okay. It just is. It just was. Period. Yep. I did that. Okay. That's it, right? That was where I got to. But some of the emotion was still happening. Even once I had conscious thought control, some things were still happening. The mind, the, the mind was still generating the feelings in the background, even if it wasn't telling me about it, <laughs> okay? So then I had a process where I had to deal with the emotion that was coming up when it was coming up. But the idea was that I just had to recognize it all as a habit. That was really what had to happen. I recognized the emotion as a habit. There was no more work to do. I had dealt with all of the original points of pain or trauma in my experience. And all that was left was to remove these habits of emotions and ways of being that I had kept, that had, that had stuck with me. And that's what I did. I just broke through all of that stuff. So then there was nothing left, right? So even now as little things happen, and these are really minor things, little things happen, right? Because that continues, life keeps happening, right? Doesn't stop, right? So even now, I'm consciously aware of what's happening. So I'm not telling stories. There is no blame, shame, guilt, or victimization ever. I do not tell stories. I accept the journey as what is. It just is. That thing is just there. Here's that problem. Yep, it's just there. I don't do anything with it. I don't pick it up. I don't attach myself to it. If I can't fix it, then it gets to stay there. I'm not going to do anything about it. Okay? It just is. I leave it there. I don't do worry, fear, and doubt. They just, it sits there. And if a solution presents itself, then I act on said solution. I will do what I'm asked to do intuitively. It is all intuitively guided. I am constantly getting the guidance from my intuition, higher self, soul, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it is fine by me. That is what I'm doing. I live my life 100% intuitively, only listening to guidance that I get, only following that. My only job then is to follow the guidance and then manage life, right? So the solution comes and then I have to do the thing, <laughs> whatever the thing is, right? Right? So it's Louise Hay, right? I don't fix problems. I fix my thinking and the problems fix themselves. It's that. When you stop worrying and fear and doubt and all the crap, then the intuitive solution shows up. And you know what? Sometimes the universe just says the problem's just going to be there and you got to figure it out. You got to learn to manage your emotion. You got to handle the worry, fear, and stress. So for the longest time, there were problems that I couldn't fix, that I just had to let things happen. The house of cards had to fall. It had to rain. I, I had to let it be. That was the process for the longest time. Until eventually I detached enough. And then it was like, now you've done the work. So we don't have to do chaos anymore. Now 
here, we're going to give you the solutions. We're going to show you how to handle this. We're going to show you what to do next. We're going to show you how to manage it. Okay, right? So now I'm in a new phase. Because I had done all of that work, because I was willing to sit in the fear, because I was willing to allow things to just happen because I sat on my hands for months on end and didn't do a dang thing. That is what fixed the problem. That is what created the solutions. That is the reason why I'm here now. That is how this works. You got to do that. You go there. That's hard. I'm not saying that that's easy. That is not easy. That is hard. It's hard. It's hard to watch the tower fall. It's hard to just let problems be. It's hard to just watch. But I literally became pretty much a spectator in my own life for a while. Because my job was to understand awareness and find truth. My job has been the search for truth, right? This whole journey started from a million questions. How did I get here? Why is my life this way? That's where I started from. Those were legitimate questions that I was asking. When I first picked up tarot, that was like the first question I asked. Why did I end up here? <laughs> right? Why is my life like this? And I would pull cards. Literally. So my journey became the search for the truth of how my life had played out and why it had played out that way. But that search for truth, at first, while it was really internal and all about me, became very external. It became very much a bigger path of life purpose, right? I became one of those people, you know, they have the major, major traumatic event, experience a whole ton of pain, and then suddenly they're, they're, they, they have a nonprofit organization and they're raising money and they're, doing, <laughs> they're out doing the things. And it's that, but differently. Right? I don't have a nonprofit organization. There's no cause. But the idea is the search for truth. The idea is that it's not the pain that you think. It's not all the stuff that you've made up in your head. Things happened. But they weren't nearly as big as my mind had made them out to be. So my journey and my search for truth became showing people how to be okay in their own lives without getting hooked and stuck on a whole bunch of pain. And one of the components of that is learning to unhook yourself and your well-being from all of the things that are going on around you so that you can be okay more often. There's always going to be a problem in the background. It's never going to end. There will always be something. And if you can simply unhook your well-being from all of that, then you will get to be okay the majority of the time.
And that's the key. We're not going for perfection. If 75% of your life is really, really good, and you've unhooked from the other 25%, again, not that you don't care, but you've unhooked your well-being from those things, then you're doing pretty darn good because you're able to stay in balance 95% of the time. And there's still going to be the odd big thing that's going to show up that is going to set you off. It's going to upset your balance. There is going to be the breakup. There is going to be the, the, the thing, right? There is going to be a death. There is going to be some trauma pain somewhere along the way. There is. Of course there is. And those things will throw you off. And they're, they're, they're going to. And that's okay. But what you're going to do is you're going to have the skills to manage that. You're going to understand how to manage that so it doesn't go on for 15 years. You're going to be able to handle that in a way that allows you to move forward with your life and still be okay. You don't have to stay stuck in pain. You can unhook and be okay and still find compassion and empathy for other people. We're not going for perfect. We're just looking for manageable. You do get to be okay. And when you find the truth in all the things in your life, that okay is actually really easy to do. It just is. All right. I'm going to leave it there. I want to tell you, on September 19th to 23rd, I have organized a little mini summit, a virtual online summit. I pulled in a handful of my friends and I said, come talk about your stuff. Come talk about things. So we're doing that on Facebook. If you're hanging out on Facebook, come hang out with us September 19th to 23rd. I'm going to put the link down below. Um, in the description box of this episode. Come and join us. It's worth it to come see your friends. I'll put all the information there. Uh, all the information will be on the page when you click the link down below. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped you. Please like, share, and subscribe if you've enjoyed this one. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I will maybe be back on Monday. It is Labor Day long weekend. The whole world is home. We'll see. I'll figure it out. We'll fig I'll figure something out. I'll either get here or I won't, right? That's how this always works. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good one. And I'll talk to you soon. This has been Della with Spirituality Unpacked. Take care, friends. Stay safe. Bye for now. You have just been listening to Spirituality Unpacked with Della Ren. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and don't miss new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Talk to you then.